Okay, we're rolling? Yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Couple XY. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. <laughs> had to sit down. Sit down. Adjust myself. I had to hit the button to start the podcast. Yes. Um, welcome to the podcast that only we love. Aw. Oh, we have some. Ooh, I looked at the... Um, the numbers. The schematics. I don't know. The data. The, the data. Yeah, the data. The podcast data. We have some listeners in Austria and Germany and Brazil, ah. I think is the last one. Yeah. And then the rest are, of course, in the United States. Right. And we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know. Like 95% of our, our audience, audience base is, is like is, people we know. Yeah. United and <laughs> in, in, in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but we are trying to grow it. So if you are listening to this and you would uh, rate and review the podcast. Yep. So like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. You can reach us on our Facebook page. Yep, and it's just Couple XY Podcast. And you can also message us or send us an email, shoot us a line, say hi at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all our, our things. Yep, that's all our things. All right. So how was your week? Uh, my week was all right. Um, still feeling the pinch of – I feel like I'm still catching up from getting back from uh, – from vacation like a month ago six weeks ago yeah um but it is also our busy it's starting this start this season is our busiest time of the year with event management Mm. so we're preparing for uh the breast cancer uh mile fun run race thing and then we have a christmas event that we do so it's gonna be a lot of stuff for the next three months and then after all that, I get to go shopping for a wedding dress. Yay. Yay. <laughs> At that time, we're going to be bringing in another new equipment. So, like, January is going to be my busy time. Yeah. All right. Just letting you know. Okay. No. So, you're going to be doing a lot of overtime in January? Probably. Think? Okay. Speaking of your work, we went to family day this morning. That's right. I guess this is something that uh, maybe maybe not all companies do it. I think big corporations do it because I've been to I've been to a family day before. Yeah, we used to do it for my 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 father's work. I remember there used to be a family day. I've been to like one, but their big one was like their fishing tournament. Fishing tournament. Yeah, they had a company fishing tournament. Hmm. They also had a golf tournament too. We have a golf tournament and a fishing tournament, but our fishing tournament's nowhere near as big as um, his was. Your dad's yeah. company? Yeah. It okay. um, was a refinery, so it was very, very big, and they got, like, a lot of door prizes, and, like, it, it was actually worth going, and, and like, you made, if you won, you, you actually got, like, $1,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. And it was really competitive. We, so, whoever got the biggest fish? We had the uh, biggest fish, big bass, and then we had uh, heaviest stringer. What does that mean? Heaviest stringer is you usually have either five or seven fish on a stringer and the total weight. Oh, okay. So, all seven of your fish totaled up, whoever wins. So, we actually, uh, me and my dad won it a couple of times. Um, the best year we ever had, we won first place for stringer weight. We had first place big bass, so we had the biggest fish. And then we also had third place big bass. So we had the third biggest fish. You and your dad? Yeah. Aw. Dude, that was a, an amazing day of fishing. Uh, he'd, he'd been pre-fishing, 
And uh, I'm, I had had a football game the night before. Mm-hmm. So I was going to sleep and because it was an Ironman tournament. So it started at like 2 in the afternoon and went to 10 the next morning. Ew. Yeah. What, like you stayed up all night and did stuff? You stayed up all night fishing. Oh. But, I mean, night fishing in Louisiana is a lot better than like day fishing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure like, night fishing is fantastic. Yeah, especially in like – we in that was Labor Day weekend. Yeah, no, so that's, that's second summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were definitely hardcore second summer there. Yeah, no. So, uh, but um, so I was at the hotel room and I was sleeping, and he comes in and he was like, "Dude, we got to go." He's like, "I'm on some fish," and <laughs> like yeah, we started, and this was like two hours after like he had dropped me off. He went to his first spot and he was just fishing that afternoon, and the fish just turned on. And by six o'clock that afternoon. We already had a stringer that was like a two and a half, three pound bass. Just throw it back, and we were catching so many fish. Hmm. And we had a seven pound, seven fish stringer that year. I think it went. Um, our total weight was like five pound, uh, five pound average. So it was like thirty five pound. Oh wow! Seven fish, and like second place was twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we destroyed <laughs> that tournament. That's awesome. All right. So anyway, little side note. I miss fishing. So yeah, we did a our family day thing. It was it was it was fun. I mean, I guess. It, yeah, we got it, there early. It was outside at the zoo. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I I feel kind of conflicted about this, you know, because I spend a lot of time with the people I work with, like literally half of my life. Yeah. So, it's like, do I want to take a day that I'm not at work to go hang out with people that I work with? And <laughs> I'm not the kind of person who does. Okay. Um, we went because I was actually working today, so I had to go. So it was mandatory for me to go. But if it had not been mandatory for me to go, I wouldn't have gone. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, some people, some people, I think, yeah, we differ on that. Like, you don't have, your best friends don't work with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, and I just, I have, I've made really good friends from my coworkers. Um, and I think that mainly because that's mainly because like hey did we start a timer oh nope <laughs> uh, I think that's mainly because um, it's a team of all women except we just got our our number one guy our our only guy um, and uh, or hang on let me set the timer one hour start okay going um, and. We, it's a wide age group, but you know we're all we all the, we're all of the creative mindset. I feel and the like marketing it's, mindset. I think it may be different if you work in a like you work in an office setting. Yeah, I work in an office setting. Our cubicles are right next to each other. We're talking to each other all day. So when you get off work, like at five o'clock, if y'all want to go get a drink, you're not physically exhausted. exhausted you're yeah. more mentally probably a little bit tired. Yes, but it's a a good time to relax. Right. Whereas for us, like at the end of the day, we're just, you know, you work 12 hours, you might be pretty, pretty much exhausted and you're ready to just go home, go to bed, get up and do it again the next day. Mm. And then on your days off, you really don't want to, you know, hang out with these people. So, yeah, there's just not, I, I, there's not that same, I guess, jive, you know, just, just yeah. not the same, same atmosphere. Yeah. But, I mean, we do things, like, when we're forced to do things together, we do it. <laughs> See, we're forced to do things together. Yeah, like... That's no fun. Like, we do, like, um, uh, team building every quarter where we go eat dinner together or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it's okay. I mean, we'll go. And I mean, you also work for a big corporation. Right. And I work for a a medium sized, small to medium sized business. I feel the other thing is there's not as much diversity in your group as there is in mine. No. Um <laughs> our uh our token black guy is actually leaving. So it's gonna be all white people. Mm-hmm. Um and as far as like we've I mean, we've got like different cultures, like we have, you know, the Cajun side, the I guess the redneck side and then Yeah, but, but that's it's, not it's really not, it's it's shades. It's not like actually like opposites or mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah, right. You know? it's, like if you have um like you when you people who who like half of my team is 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 black and the other half's white and so it's like we all get along at work but i i don't know if how other people are if they just have a very diverse out circle outside of work or they don't i don't i don't have a very diverse circle outside of work mm-hmm. um and it's not for any other reason than that's just how it is, you know. My friends are just people I work out with or who I've known for a long period of time. Right. So, and, and that, so they're, they're not very diverse. And so that's why, like, I think when it comes to, like, being at work, there and then having to do that, it's kind of a, a, a weird thing where, like, you hang out with your group because y'all are similar. We're very, probably not very similar. So when we leave work, we just go back to our own little worlds. Okay, yeah, that's understandable. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you just, yeah, you just work. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people out there who, who have friendships and they hang out with, like, outside of work and stuff. I've gone on a guy's trip with, with some of the guys from that I worked with at one time. When was that? Quite a few years ago. We went to um, Houston and went to an Astros game. Astros, um Astros still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking they changed their name, but I was like, no, they have it. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some interesting stories. Okay. Stories that you're not going to tell here? Uh, no, no, no. Because people <laughs> I work with, well, they already know all the stuff that happened on that Houston trip. All right. You they can tell. all know about the flying saucer. All right. It was a bar in Houston. Okay. You can tell me that later. All right. <laughs> so uh, now that we've kind of just rambled on gone on and a tangent a tangent to start with yeah what uh, are we talking about uh let's do privacy like we were watching the the pam and tommy thing yes we just finished pam and tommy we're a little bit behind but not too far behind because it did come out this year um i want to know who it's directed by um it's oh it's labeled as a dark comedy mm. um it's interesting i guess imdb would tell me but I'm looking at the the cast, and the guy that plays Tommy Lee, Sebastian Stan, looks completely different out of that douchey hair and makeup. Sebastian Stan, isn't he, like, um, from MCU? Oh, my God, is he Buck? He, he's Bucky, right? He's Bucky. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I never would have known if I had not looked that up. I wouldn't have either. Wow. You didn't recognize him at all, did no. you? No. Uh, okay, so that so that was a great like douchebag hair and makeup job for sure. Wow, how funny! How funny. Okay. Um. 
That's great. Uh, and yeah, Seth Rogen um, and Lily James, who I don't think I've seen in anything else. But I thought she was good as Pam. Yeah, she had that vacancy that Pam had. Vacancy. Yeah, like when you hear Pamela Anderson talk like in interviews, when you literally see her act, there's just like a vacancy about her. There's just like the, the lights aren't all on upstairs. There's not there's not a range of emotion, I guess, is the better way to say it. Okay. Not not that she's not an intelligent person. I don't know. I, I really don't know, other than the little bit that that and I Yeah, she probably just isn't the best actress. Right. So there's kind of just a vacant person like there doing lines. There's not there's not much acting. Does that make sense? Right. And yeah. I guess that makes it seem like she's not like very intelligent, but she might be a highly intelligent person. I don't know. I don't know the woman. So Yeah, I don't know her either. Um, but I mean Lily that, James that played Pamela Anderson had that range and was a good actress. Yeah. I mean, because if she played she was playing another person and I think she did a pretty good job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but when you see like at the time, you never even heard of barbed wire. No. See, I watched it because I wanted. There was a bathtub scene, if I remember correctly. But you got to see like Pamela Anderson's boobs, so I watched it. Okay. I was a teenager. <laughs> Yay, Pam Anderson in the bathtub, and she's a superhero. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the plot. Apparently, this is a Marvel character. I don't remember the plot. I really don't. Uh, but okay, so we just finished it, and the big thing about it was like. Um, that we both kind of got interested in is the um, aspect of privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because this was kind of the first sex tape that got released, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, the, it was definitely the first big one. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, everyone's got one out there. Yeah, it seemed like it. Well, I mean, the next big one is the Kim Kardashian one and mm-hmm. the uh, Paris Hilton one. But they didn't... I, the movie scene makes it seem like there's a lot of backlash toward like Pam and Tommy um, judgment coming from people because of this sex tape. Like they kind of almost like lost their careers because of it or more Pamela than, um, than Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, I think was kind of Motley Crue wasn't Motley Crue was fading. Yeah. They were pretty much fading out. Yeah. But Pamela Anderson was kind of on the rise and this was supposed to be her stepping stone, and she was going to keep burning brighter and brighter, and then the sex tape comes out. Mm-hmm. So, and then when the sex tape comes out, it, it's kind of like, the show kind of portrays it as it kind of, I don't know if it's it really portrayed it as stopping her career, but how did you feel about it? Um, I'm, I mean, I wish I, I, I was so young when I, when it actually happens that I don't know that I'm not familiar with the like real details of it all and public perception of it and of Pam Anderson. Um, but I think, I think it, um, there's a, there's a definite difference between how it affected Pam Anderson versus how it affected Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, uh, in the show, um, she says um, that it's—I don't know how exactly she says it—but it, she says it's like it's different for me because I'm a woman. Yeah, she says I have no rights because they see me as a slut. Right, because like, she's been in Playboy and mm-hmm. she's already, you know, she's already shown herself 
naked. So it doesn't matter that this tape is out there. According to the judge. Right. So, in all honesty, that's probably how I felt at the time. It's kind of how I still feel a little bit now. I can... I feel more sympathetic after watching this toward her. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I still don't feel very sympathetic toward Tommy Lee. No, Tommy Lee's. If this is if what really if this is what actually happened, like what what, ha- what happened in the show is what actually happened in real life, then Tommy Lee's a dick. Yeah, I mean he, he cheated some contractors out of a bunch of money. Yeah. If that's like, spoilers. and he went on a little coked out rampage, pointing a gun in some guy's face. Yeah. So if that's true, then yeah, he's a dick. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Rand Godier, Godier, yeah, Rand Godier, um, who Seth Rogen plays, like that's a real person. Mm-hmm. He claims to have stolen the step, the sex tape, and he, I don't know if he, it, maybe he actually did, and maybe he didn't make up this story about Tommy Lee pointing a gun in his face when he was trying to get his tools back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, but I do think. I do think a line was crossed. I don't think it was, I mean, the, the idea of right and wrong here is kind of not, not really subjective, but I mean, I don't think it was, obviously it's, obviously it's not right to steal somebody's sex tape and to put it on the internet. Right. So, so there's the, the right of privacy. Like, once it was out there, should it have been scrubbed, if it was even possible at that time, from the internet? Yeah, I think, I think because, yeah, there, I think there were some definite, like, legality issues, and, um, what was I going to say? Like, because, like, yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't Pam posing for Playboy. She didn't sign a release. She didn't sign anything, like, stating that she was okay with this getting released. Mm-hmm. So it is different. And it is an invasion of privacy. And it is not okay that it's on the internet. And so, yeah, like, it should have, like, they should have been able to to take it off the internet. Yeah, this, do you think we could take things off the internet now? No. Okay. Mm-mm. You think the internet has just become so big, there's too many access points. Yeah. That there's you, There's you no cannot, way. Can't even you cannot scrub anything from the internet at this point. Do you point. think that's changed how we view our privacy? Probably. For instance, like you, you then went into the Kardashian sex tape and the Paris Hilton sex tape. And the Pamela Anderson one and the I feel like I say Pamela really weird. Like I no. say very I have a very country twang on the end of Pamela. 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 Are you saying Pam- Pamela? I don't know. Pamela? Pamela. Pa- Pamela. Pamela. Okay. <laughs> we're going to stop that. Riveting, <laughs> riveting podcasting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like, like the, okay, so the, the, the first one, the Pamela Anderson one, was, yeah, it was an invasion of privacy to steal the tape. The tape was released um, through whatever means. Okay, so then the tape gets out there. It... At that time, I don't think I think it'd be even harder to scrub from that time because no one under, even had like jurisdiction over the internet. Not that they do now, but it would be even harder to say anything about it. Like the the tracking of it would be even harder because we didn't have the infrastructure to like you didn't have people who understood 
how this worked, like how the internet worked. You'd right, but there were not as many websites. No, there were not. And there people, there were people that understood it. And yeah, but not the they, the people who understood it were the people putting the websites up, not the people stopping people putting websites. Right, up. but they could have hired like a hacker or somebody who you know. Understood. Yeah, but like the I think at this point, cops didn't even know hackers. Like they didn't know how that they didn't understand how cyber crime would work, so they had mm-hmm. no clue how to. Right, combat. the idea of cyber crime was not even a, a thing. A thing. So like, who knew who knew who a hacker was? You know, most police departments, even justice departments. You would have gone to like the the guy in charge, and he'd have been like, "We we're not going to even deal with this. We have, you know, other things to worry about. We have to worry about like 1996 school shootings was a mm. new thing. You know, Columbine like just actual happened. crimes. Yeah, that would, actual as in like like physical crimes. Right. Yeah. But this is a crime just the same. It's a it's a crime against you know their privacy, which is a right that I think we all should have in the United States. Absolutely. Um, and like, and so, so why, uh, the guy from Penthouse, the reason he was able to put it online and or put it in magazine, he didn't have put it in, the, put it in the magazine, right. Was this was because of freedom of speech. Yes. Which I still don't quite like. I understand why he why he was able to use it, but I don't think it should go that far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, do you think do you think privacy should be something that we all are in like that we as each other are take it kind of upon ourselves to be good Samaritans and not look into this kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, but have you ever done it? Ever done what? Like, have you been the person who wanted to see behind, like, the privacy curtain? Like, would you watch the, the Kardashian sex tape? No. Okay. I'm not going to watch any sex tape. That's uh, weird. Okay. It's, it's awkward. I mean, it's... So you've never seen one? No. I've never seen Pam and Tubby's sex tape. I've never seen the Kardashian one or the Paris Hilton one. It doesn't interest me. Okay. If I'm going to look at porn, I'm going to look at, you know, actual... Porn that's been released legally. All right, so you know? th- so this is some, so that's like a uh, that's a, you know very mature view of it. So yeah, um, I think that a lot of people don't don't view it like that. Though, <laughs> a lot obviously. of people are just like, "Ooh, this is out there, so I want to see it." Yeah, it becomes a, like a, a thing that's feeding on itself. Have you seen it? Can you? Yeah, have you, you know? seen it? Have you seen it yet? Yeah. What did you think about this part? Mm-hmm. Um, Having seen some. I'll admit to seeing some. I've never like seen the whole Pam and Tommy Lee one. I've only seen a couple of the videos, like the the clips, her swimming in the water. I mean, yeah, I saw clips on like the news. Yeah, but I didn't like see the. But it's whole not thing. like I everything was yeah everything was blurred out and it's mm. yeah and it's not like I was gonna go out and and I'm not gonna go out and seek that. I'm not gonna go watch it. But I have seen the Kardashian and the Paris Hilton one, which didn't seem to make as big a stir. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think the second or third thing of whatever is going to make as big of an uproar as the first thing, you know, mm-hmm. the the new thing or well, the whatever. I, I mean, I would say the Kardashian sex tape might have made her career. It's possible. I mean, like, I know she was known in circles in Hollywood because that's where she grew up. Her dad 
was an attorney for OJ. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, that's I'm, the only reason we know the name Kardashian. That was the the original, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then she gets older and and has a sex tape, and then there's this new refocused on the Kardashians, and they are beautiful people, and people wanted to know them, and they built an empire. But did her empire begin with her sex tape? I think so. Like if she'd never done the sex tape, would you think she would have blown up like she did? No, I mean, she would have had to do something else. Mm-hmm. And she, like, I don't know if she has a discernible talent. She doesn't act. I she mean, doesn't she's... sing. No, she doesn't act. She doesn't sing. She's not really an artist of any kind. She hopefully has turned into a shrewd businesswoman. I think she's a great entrepreneur who has grown a, a brand out of nothing. And right. To make something out of nothing is yeah, yeah impressive. Um, but she, I think she's had a lot of help. It's not like she's ever been poor. Mm, that's true. Um, so she's always had the money to start things. She has the ability to fail. Right. Yes. She has the ability to fail without it ruining her life. Mm-hmm. Which is, which would be nice. Yeah. Which would be a very nice thing. <laughs> There's chances that we as middle class America can't take because we would lose our livelihood. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's very hard to like go out and like take a, take a shot mm-hmm. and open your own business. When, like, they're literally, like, if it fails, you're, you can't retire. Yeah, you're SOL. Mm-hmm. Like, you're working for the rest of your life at McDonald's or something. I mean, you might go back and get a decent job, but you're right. 10 years behind everyone else at that company. And right. you're, you know, already having to rebuild. And, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a rough, rough thing, you know, that yeah. taking a chance and failing. It's the same thing, I mean, what happened to me, like, when someone has mental health issues um, versus when someone who's rich who has mental health issues versus someone who had so someone like me or or um, an impoverished person having a mental health crisis like you you don't get the luxury of going to this you know five star rehabilitation resort and being able to afford to take the time off and not go into like serious debt Mm-hmm. Um, trying to just get treatment, which I was I was lucky that my insurance actually covered it because that was a $14,000 bill that I didn't have to pay. But other people aren't so lucky. Right. So it's just, yeah, it, there's just a lot of unfair advantages. So, okay, hey, good. I'm sorry. That's that's pretty much what I, I was going to say. Um, I, I'm going to continue down this tangent a little bit further. Okay. Okay. Um, do you think um, the um, Affordable Care Act does enough with, like, um, mental health? Like, does it cover or no? Um, it covered all my medications. Okay, so you were on the Affordable Care. You, you had free, you were on Medicaid, Medicare, whatever. You, you when I was on the Affordable Care Act... Um, now, when we got together, you were on Affordable Care. No, when, I was, when we got together, I was on Medicaid. Okay, you were on Medicaid. Um, we hadn't met yet. Like I, I was still in Missouri when I was on the Affordable Care Act. Okay. Um, and I, I think I was on an antidepressant and I don't think I had a copay for it. So there's that. So honestly, like, I don't know the extent of what they're doing. I can honestly say they're probably not doing enough because I don't think. When you came to Louisiana and you were, um, you were on Medicaid instead of affordable care, why was that a switch? 
No, 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 no. Like I was on Affordable Care years ago. Okay. Um, I so I, so I um when I had my mental health crisis, um, I was still I was working, and luckily, when I got to the hospital, um, my insurance was still good for um with my employer that I had, I had just part of my mental health crisis was that I quit my job mm-hmm. sp- just sporadically. Um, and luckily like, you know, because of my sister and my parents and who everybody else, like they got me into, um, the hospital into a program, um, like the same month before my insurance was going to run out since I had quit my job. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And luckily, because, like, I had such a great boss that that really, that actually chose a fairly decent um, insurance insurance coverage for his employees. Like, it actually covered mental health and mental health services and, you know, psychiatric care and hospitalizations, which I haven't checked my um <laughs> I haven't checked my current uh insurance for that but I don't think it covers as much all right so um that gap should probably be taken up by by the Affordable Care Act uh the uh so you were you were on Medicaid when you came to Louisiana yes um and I'm trying to remember <laughs> But when you were on that, you were your cocktail of drugs were almost all paid for, right? They I didn't have any copays. Right. So you literally, when you got a job, it became more expensive for you to have health insurance. Yeah. Like I wasn't. I wasn't. I was on Medicaid, so I wasn't paying a premium. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying copays for any of my drugs. Like it was all paid for. So yeah, when I started working, you know, I had a, I had, you know. A, Luckily, I don't pay, wait, I pay, my company pays half of our premiums, which is great, but I still have, you know, a premium to pay, and I have co-pays, and I have a freakishly high deductible, mm-hmm. um, and I do have, um, let's see, how many drugs am I on, four? <laughs> um, three of them are free. One of them, because they have generics. One of them does not have a generic, so I do have a $15 copay on that one for a three-month supply. So, but it could be a hell of a lot worse if I didn't have insurance and right. if I didn't qualify for Medicaid. But, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll need to do a, like, episode on, like, healthcare one day. Yeah, we really should. Like, I do want to talk about, you know, my experiences with everything and, you know, where the gaps are. Where, where it's like, where do we feel it's going kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we should probably get back to privacy today. Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's see. The other big sex tape of the early 2000s was the Paris Hilton one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I've seen both of those, and they were just not good. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> it, they were bad. Like, like, after watching those, I was like, ah, is this how these people have sex? It's so boring. <laughs> um, but I guess they're on film, so it's not like they're being their most outlandish selves. I don't know. Um, Do you think that they were publicity stunts? See, that's what I was about to ask you. I was, right. I, I don't know how they were released. I don't know if the guy who did it, I, 
released them or a friend of that person released it or did Paris Hilton have sex with a famous rapper or was that that was that was Kardashian okay I don't remember which one yeah it's uh I don't remember who like who um Paris Hilton had sex with like I think it was some douchebaggy guy okay who was known in like circles like he was you know person who was known okay and i don't feel like googling this i don't i don't feel right about googling any of this so so i think i I feel like the releases were different like this became a thing where all right so say say there was a guy who had sex tape like like one of these dudes so he sends it to his friend his friend then sends it to somebody else who records it and releases it on the internet. Is that as bad as stealing it? Like, you were given it. So, is that an invasion of privacy or not? Putting it on the internet when somebody shared it with you mm-hmm. in confidence? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're sharing this stuff, there's no confidence. There is no confidence. It's like an email or anything else. Once it's sent, a text message, anything like that, it can be, it, it's there. It's Somebody is going to keep it. And you have to think, well, it can get out on the internet. So does that change how we view our own privacy today? Yeah, I think we don't, we don't have as, as much privacy. I think it's, it's harder to maintain your privacy and have a, an internet presence of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, you know, Facebook is notorious for selling information. Whatever whatever demographic information you put on Facebook, they will sell it to advertisers. And, right. you know, that's how you get your personalized ads and all that crap. Um, so, yeah, and, and all of the, all of the privacy settings that um, social media has tried to do like there I'm sure there are limitations to it and do I don't you, know if it truly makes your profiles private. All right. Do you think that the privacy settings are more to make you feel safe or to actually be safe? I think it's to make me feel safe. So cuz I know a hacker can get into whatever they want. Right. So they can just bypass that. Right. And it's and the company itself is bypassing it. Like the company yeah. doesn't care. Like the like yeah, the company has access to everything. Everything. So, yeah. any picture you put on there, even if you are on a private thing, there is somebody at that company who can take that and like go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so our our privacy is completely different now than what it once was. Mm-hmm. Our privacy is very hard to keep. Mm-hmm. And like you can't like you're you're like like before the internet. Before mass digital media of whatever kind, I think it was, I I know it was, it was much easier to just disappear if someone wanted to disappear, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like now, as, like, if you have a cell phone, someone can, someone can track you. Right. Like, you'd have to get rid of all of your modern conveniences to disappear. Mm Mm-hmm. And not use credit cards anymore? Yeah. 
used cash only. And how do you get your cash out? Banks are, are far and few between nowadays. Right. So you would take out all of your cash all at once. Where are you going to hide your cash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's almost impossible. Yeah. Like to live a cash only existence. I guess you can do it. But it becomes much, much harder. Um, we are we are becoming more and more digitally like footprinted, like or fingerprinted in the world, mm-hmm. and that means that we're giving up a lot of our privacy. Wasn't there a coffee shop or something in Portland that didn't take cash? I think there was a place that didn't take cash. Yeah, yeah, that place where we got uh, the donuts and um, I got that really good chai tea. Mm. Uh, interesting. I don't know how it was different, but it was good. Um, it was really it was white inside with blue. Yeah, yeah. I think they didn't take cash. Yeah, there there is a thing where you know more and more places are not going to be taking cash. They don't want to uh, carry hard hard currency. Yeah, um, you don't get you won't get robbed. Like you can't if someone robs you, it's not like you can give them anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always the fear of um, counterfeit money. Which is still a thing. Yeah. Um, when I worked at uh, a credit union, I did get uh, this guy hid a uh, counterfeit five dollar bill and amongst other five dollar bills. I didn't notice it until it was too late. Like I'd already already deposited deposited it. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's still like I guess cash is. Hard, it's, it's harder to keep track of cash than it is your digital currency. Mm-hmm. Um, until there's a disa- disaster. Right, until, like, some guy, uh, like... No, like a hurricane comes through oh. and knocks out all your power grid right. for, like, weeks at a time, and then... How do you get stuff? How do you get stuff? Yeah. Cash then becomes king. Like, if, if you need a generator, $200, you can go get one out of the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And... If you're in that situation, you don't care where that generator came from. It's true. Uh, but I guess... We need to get a generator. I guess nowadays okay. it's a little bit different where you have... You can actually do like credit cards over the the cell phone. Cell phone towers tended to come up a lot quicker than electric grills, yeah. grids. Uh, oh, and there was... There was a way to to manually take credit cards, right? Oh, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Like the like the sheet of paper. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I worked at a I worked at a place that had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I think I used one of those at some point. Or there was a uh, there was one day where when I worked at the credit union, um, our computers were down. And we still had to take deposits, so we were just writing people receipts and slips and just putting notes on bundles of cash <laughs> with account information and just putting it in the drawers so that we could deposit it later. It was it was a weird day. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we are so ingrained. Like, we are so ingrained at this yeah, point. Like we a are solar in the system. F- it, we, if a solar flare hits the, the earth, we are screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's, let's go try to keep on <laughs> privacy. We really didn't have, like, a plan coming into this. We really didn't. Like, so we were going to talk, talk privacy, but it's kind of going all over the place. Which is fine. Yeah. Because um, we didn't really – it would it, – okay, we can talk about freedom of speech. I, I feel like that's where I wanted to go with a little yeah. bit on 
how much. All right, so now that we have this this issue with privacy, like where anything you put on the internet is there, mm-hmm. and are we not forgiving enough for people who put things on the internet that we don't agree with? Um, like, are you talking about cancel culture? Yeah. Okay. I think, I do think people need to be held accountable for their actions. Um, I think there are, there have been times where cancel culture has gone too far. Um, but I also think there's a time and a place for it. Do you think that there, that where we are heading with uh, cancel culture is kind of the like third phase of or the second phase of the French Revolution where they just start chopping everyone's heads off even the people who were in charge got their heads chopped off like are we just trying to chop people's heads off I think it's fading out a little bit okay I don't I don't do you, hear about it as often do I don't you think it was going that way where like we were just looking to cancel people I think so um I mean, I think with, and I, it sucks that I have to bring this up because I don't really want to consider this cancel culture, but it is within that realm with, with the rise of the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. there was like, there was a, there was a sense of power that, um, survivors of assaults got back and, being able to just expose these predators um, just by just by telling your story on the internet I think was really empowering for a lot of people and probably made a few people like a little I don't know power drunk or like like wanted to take it a step further and cancel other people Right. Like, not necessarily sexual predators, but, like, other types of whatever, bad people, quote, quote, bad people. Um, For who you consider to be bad. Right. And I think there are people that we all agree, well, we both agree (laughs) are bad. Yes. You know, like, white supremacists. Yes. We both agree that those are bad people. Yes. Um, They do exist on the internet. Mm-hmm. can very quickly be like dr- yeah. like caught into that realm and they exist like, on TikTok and fed into that propaganda very mm-hmm. easily. Should they be canceled or should they not? Like should they be taken down and See, banned? Yeah, this is where I think freedom of speech I don't think freedom of speech is the end all be all trumps everything. Like I don't think freedom of speech should cover hate speech. But if you're not saying hate speech, and I, I'm not defending white supremacists here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, on, I'm only trying to counter your point to make uh-huh, this interesting. You're being devil's advocate. That's fine. Um, so I want to put that out there before someone thinks I'm like trying to advocate for this. Um, so let's not say that you ever say anything bad about another, another group of people. You only promote the positive of your race. And you happen to be white. That is still racist. 
as a as a white person mm-hmm. because but you haven't said anything bad but it's coming from the oppressor when you're when you're celebrating whiteness like that is that's that's it, almost a slap in the face to black and brown people okay but you haven't spread any hate speech so should it be covered as It's in poor taste. Poor taste has nothing yeah. to do with freedom of speech. These are two, like to me, these are two very separate things. Now, I don't like that type of speech and I don't like gravitate toward it or say it should exist or anything like that. And I don't, I don't promote it. But I am, I'm a person who believes that if you're going to say we have freedom of speech, we need to have it. You have to be able to say, even though I don't like what you're saying, I support your right to say it. But if a skinhead is celebrating whiteness, that means that they are they are comparing themselves to other races and inherently saying that other races are less than, quote, quote. Um, so... So... <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not technically hate speech, so sure it's covered, but it's really fucked up. It is. But, like, you only feel that kind of way about, like, white people doing it. Yes. Which is, I understand why. I mean, we've pretty much been assholes to everyone. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) I understand. I get it. I understand. I'm like... What does this? What do I need to educate this white man no, about? No, what it. white I, men have done in the past? No, no, no. I know, I know, I know <laughs> what we've done, and it's horrible, horrible. We've we've oppressed everyone. Yes. Um, but not all of us have. Well, we okay. So. Oh God, this is this is getting in, in a point at a place that I don't really want think that we should talk about. Um, how did we get on this tangent? It's kind of a hard one where we're trying to talk about free speech and not like right. And I I said that hate speech should not be covered. Um. So I think we just need to get off this topic because <laughs> <laughs> we're two very white people. We are two, and very we don't white need people. to be talking about okay. this. Um. Yeah. I, I I I agree. I mean, it's like a, it's a tricky subject. Yes. It's a tricky subject, but it is part of what is kind of in our, our, our zeitgeist right now, like with Trump, um, not at this particular moment, but like his tweets, people didn't like them. Some people didn't like them. Some people did like them. Were they necessarily racist? No. Were they necessarily like, they weren't like blatantly racist if they were, or it could be viewed both ways a lot of times. They were not, they were mean. They were kind of shitty and in, they were in poor taste more than they were anything else. Yeah, and then his tweets incited a riot on the Capitol, so. Right. Which, I mean, but, like, didn't you have to go after that person for, well, the Justice Department is going after that Trump yes. for everything they can. Yes. Um, which, I don't know, feels kind of witch honey like you can't you can't say that there aren't other people they should be going after either. He started a riot on the Capitol. 
he did what he did, and other people took it up. He basically started a cult. It wasn't going to overthrow the government, but it But might people have, got hurt. But some people did get hurt. But if you look at, like, this wasn't, this wasn't even the first time the, like, the, like, I just heard this, just found out about this the other day on another podcast. What? Was, like, the Puerto Rican movement to become, like, independent in the 1950s, they went in and shot up the freaking house. Like, they went into the balcony where you were supposed to see stuff, brought guns, and started shooting. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. so... Things yeah, have been so that, wild like, before. Revolutions, that's, yeah. But, okay, so. That's the nature of revolutions. Where I'm going with this is, like, you know, you kind of, where does free speech start and stop? Like, mm-hmm. you, you're saying, yeah, that one produced a, a riot. Tensions were very high. Trump did not act in the most presidential way. Which <laughs> wasn't putting un- it mildly. unusual for, for Trump. <laughs> so very mildly. Um, our Justice Department's going after him, which is a whole other thing. Like they, they, I don't think it's a witch hunt. I don't know. They leave like a lot of, they leave a lot of high-ranking Congress people alone. For Congress is supposed to have certain rules that they're supposed to follow, mm-hmm. like as far as like investing and stuff like that. And there are very high-ranking like people in the government who just blatantly like those rules don't apply to me. And if you're a congressperson, you can definitely make some moves on the stock market and make a lot of money. Because you, you pretty much know how things are going to go. Okay. And that's kind of insider trading, isn't it? Like, yeah. So, but they, so they have rules they're supposed to follow and they don't follow them. Yeah. And like the Justice Department aren't going after those people. I mean, we don't know that. Yeah, I mean, we do. And I don't know, I don't know the extent of... I don't know anything about this. I don't know yeah, the extent yeah. of the issue. Okay. Um, so I can't say anything about it. But if it was given you, like, if that was the information that was given to you, like, there is a, a, a congressperson who, like, makes their money off investments. Mm-hmm. And is doing insider trading. And then doing insider trading. And the Justice Department doesn't go after them because they are a senator. And the reason they're so successful at being a trader is because they have information because they're a senator. And, yeah, politicians should not be above the law. They should... They should probably, they should be, I think they more than anyone should be held accountable because mm-hmm. they are part of the government and they are supposed to be law-abiding citizens. They should be the example. Yeah, it's they, like they, a, they, they should be setting like the a, example. a preacher being the moral example of yeah. his congregation. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so politicians suck. Mm-hmm. American politicians, I don't know if this is worldwide an issue with politicians being just completely crooked um yeah that's interesting i didn't know anything about that but to the to the privacy to the free speech um like should should twitter should facebook have all of this authority to decide what needs to be said and what needs to not be said I, let's see, I think, I, yeah, I think there are certain words that, that you, like, certain racial slurs and um, certain things that, and, you know, if, and fake news and, like, I, yeah, there needs to be checks and balances on social media. So, who do you trust to be the gatekeeper? 
that I don't know. I don't know any of these faceless people saying, hey, we deleted your... your right, but your you're willing to allow a faceless gatekeeper to I be know. there. Yeah. And this Because there has to be something. So this doesn't bother you? No. It doesn't bother you that there is a faceless gatekeeper that is like going to decide what information gets put out there and what information does not get put out of there? No. Well, what happens if that gatekeeper is corrupted? Yeah, that's the problem. Right. <laughs> but we don't, yeah, we don't know, like, what, like, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to do nothing and just let it run rampant and start I, I something don't, else? I don't know. If this was 100 years ago, they would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, we have gotten so used to having our freedoms, like, curtailed and our freedom of speech curtailed that we, we you know, this is something that we're okay with. Our freedom of speech was curtailed with our second president. Like, it lasted zero time. Okay, I need more information. All right, so you know who our second president was, John Adams? Yeah. All right, so during his his presidency is was the first time that they actually started limiting freedom of this freedom of speech. It was basically the first time that they said you can't speak out against the government. And to this <laughs> day, you cannot speak out against the government. There is literally laws that say you cannot. You look at me strangely. But the right of habeas corpus has been, which is the right to a fair trial, right? Mm-hmm. This was suspended under Lincoln during the wartime, um, during World War II. Um, sedition. The, it was the Alien and Sedition Act. Have you ever heard of this? No. All right. Um, Alien and Sedition Act, basically, and the, the Sedition Act part of this, is basically says you cannot speak out against your government. That's not in effect anymore. Yes, it is. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because people say whatever they want about their government. About We can say whatever we want about the government. We can say it to an extent. But the government, when someone gets loud enough and enough support, can crack down on you. Hmm. During World War One, Wilson threw people in, in jail for coming out against the war. Hmm. For being anti-war. During during the 1960s, in Vietnam, when people were protesting against the war, this was not patriotic, and they, they were shut down. The Black Panthers were shut down. These are all, like, examples of curtailing freedom of speech. Okay. Now, we don't, a lot of times, we don't care about it because we agree with the, the fact that they should be curtailed. Okay. Because of propaganda and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we don't want to hear someone talk about anti-war when we're fighting the Great War. You know, fighting the good yeah, fight. The Great War. Ugh, so stupid. Yeah. Um. So freedom of speech is is almost an illusion. I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel um, like I'm blowing your mind right now with some stuff. No, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, that's that's bullshit. Like, doesn't it kind of make you angry? Yeah. Like, in all honesty, like freedom of speech, and look at. Look at freedom of speech. Uh, part of freedom of speech is freedom to protest, freedom to to like to literally speak out against your government. Right. And when you speak out against your government, you receive so much hate. Like, and it's both sides. I but mean, this is yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Like, 
government is not perfect, and our government is supposed to be made for the people, by the people. It's supposed to be so, a more perfect, but not perfect. So it should obviously be continuously changing, and it yes. doesn't. Yeah, but it's not continuously changing because no. we're we are not changing a 200-year-old document that needs to be changed. Well, it needs to be updated. The 200-year-old document, really a lot of it. Is it 300-year-old document now? It's getting closer to that. 1700s? 1770. 1776? I, I guess I mean, it was 1780-something was when it was actually done. Okay. Because we had to finish the war first. Oh. The, there was a Declaration of Independence, and then later came the Constitution. Okay. Um, a lot of the Constitution just sets up our government. Like, we act like it's this thing that's setting up our rights. And they, they did have a Bill of Rights in there, which was to get, which wasn't supposed to be in there to begin with. Hmm. Um, that was something that was kind of thrown in to get states to ratify the Constitution. Okay. Um, it was not necessarily everyone came together and say we're, the, the, the Constitution, like the, the formation of the Constitution is a kind of a really interesting, like little, like, part of American history where you have just a couple of people driving this and just getting a lot of people to kind of agree with it and then like give and take on how, how to make it happen. Mm. Um, the bill of rights was one of those. Okay. Uh, like some States wanted it. Some States were like, no. And some States were like, we're not even getting into this until we have like a list of rights that we have because we just fought a war because we didn't have rights. Okay. And there were some big states, like uh, Virginia, I think, might have been one of them. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so where I'm going with this, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can um, – I am I had an, uh, I had an English classmate in college, and we were talking about our differences in government mm-hmm. uh, and how our countries are run. And he said that there isn't a Bill of Rights equivalent in England um, at this point in time. I don't know if it's changed or anything, but there isn't an equivalent because um, we believe that there are too many rights to count mm-hmm. and too many rights to list. Like, we can't possibly list all of our rights, so we don't write them down so that they c- – so that, I guess, anything that can, anything that be, con- that can, be, that can be called a right – in a courtroom during a trial can be considered a right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think makes makes sense. I don't think our Bill of Rights can ever encompass all of our all of our human rights, all of what No, like you, yeah. it doesn't encompass like should you be able to love someone of your own sex or not. Right. There's no, there it says nothing about sex, right? Who you have to love. But we've made it a like almost a constitutional thing, right? Because of like, um, like right now we have to set. Uh, um, there are people who want to have a constitutional amendment to make sure that same-sex marriage is legal. Mm, is I think, but they there's I think that was that's the opposite. Some people on the right are wanting. A constitutional a constitutional amendment um, protecting the quote sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. I think you, when you go far enough right, that's where you're going to find it. Yeah, I but think, that's what I've heard. But I think the left 
especially after the overturn of Roe versus Wade, yeah. had very much gotten into we need to have this like we need to have this you know yeah solidified because we could see that this yeah because that's what that is what Clarence Thomas is looking at now and Clarence Thomas was the one who's driving this so and uh, this is a time to do it because you have a lot of moderate um, Republicans who can't go against gay marriage mm. um, like you you're you're pretty split in like the houses and stuff like that. But, you know, most people aren't going to go against gay marriage right now. No. Because it's kind of like... You're hurting your voter base if you do that. Yeah, like, not that there's, like, tons and tons of gay people. It's just, like, it looks kind of bully. But there's tons and tons of allies. Right. Like, or people like me who just think it's it's your right to love and to do whatever you want to. Right. Like, libertarians. Okay. So, so kind of back to the right to privacy. (laughs) <laughs> As we try, try and get back to the the right of privacy, yeah, because we're we have no like real gold. So you on nine eleven were eleven years old. Yes, I was twenty <laughs> two. <laughs> yes, you were, you were twenty two. We were vastly different. Yes, we were. You were an adult. I was a child, and this is where our age difference gets gross. Okay, a, a little bit. <laughs> Um, so it didn't really matter to you, but like, what about like, um, how do you feel about like the government wiretapping? Um, or, or listening to conversations or, or gleaming emails or gleaming, you know, text messages of private citizens. I don't think it's necessary. You don't? No. What if it would stop another terrorist attack? Is there any evidence that it has? I, I, I would say that no, there isn't, or if it has... I mean, the TSA doesn't stop terrorist attacks. No. So do you think It's all that, an illusion of safety. Right. So do you think the government should be looking into our private things for, quote-unquote, national security? No. Okay. So you think that the, the government has overstepped its looking into our privacy? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I think yeah, our our right to privacy is eroding. Mm-hmm. Um and like the and I think I mean part of it is is, is our own doing because of you know the presence of the internet and being on the internet um being being able to do anything on the internet now and shopping and uh, but just your medical like, records being like on posts and stuff like that are are on the internet forever. You know, say you have a post that isn't completely like someone takes offense to it. Mm-hmm. All right, and let's say it wasn't hate speech necessarily, okay. but it was or it wasn't. Yeah, we'll go hate speech. Like you can be hate speech against any group. Okay, not making this racial. You can have anything. It wasn't hate speech, but it was borderline. Like it wasn't, it wasn't in the best taste. Should you be fired from your job for that? Um. Yeah. Well, it depends on I mean, where you're working. All you're, all you're guilty of is having poor taste. It depends on where you're working, and it depends on the nature of your work and the, and the nature of your company. I think. Okay. Like if you're a social worker. 
and you say something stupid on the internet, like, I don't know. Well, what's your new job going to be? What? Like, what's your new job going to be? After you get fired? Yeah. Like, now I have to take care of you because you just got fired from your job because you just are stupid. Are we talking about me? No, no, just a person. Like, 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 that got canceled. The, like, taxpayers have to take care of yeah. this person now. Okay. Like, I understand, like, you, but shouldn't you just have, like, the ability to be like, hey, don't say stupid shit on the internet. Like, shouldn't, like, you have, like, it, it, how many chances should you have? Mm. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking about Roseanne. Bar? Yeah, Roseanne Bar. Okay. Um, she said something stupid, and her show got canceled. She got canceled. She got canceled. Her, yeah. her show actually went on. What? Yeah, like you can't have Roseanne without Roseanne. Did they she did. die? I, I don't remember. I, I remember like finishing out maybe that season and one more. Okay, but yeah, yeah it's not. It's not. She on said anymore. she said some remarks that were very like disrespectful and out of context, and she tried to like play it off or whatever. But she got canceled. Yeah. So should she lose her job? She lost her job. She did lose her job. But if the show gets canceled. If you're, if you are in the public eye and you say something stupid and there is a huge backlash, do you deserve to, to get fired from whatever position you are? I don't know. I don't know about that, but. Because there's such a huge backlash against what you said, then, yeah, what what else, what other choice do people have? But who's backlashing against it? Like, is it... If you're an actor. Okay, all right. What do we consider stupid? Like, like what do we consider stupid? Like, because there are... This is such a, yeah, this is such a giant gray area. Right. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm... If you say something blatantly racist. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I think if you say something blatantly sexist or misogynistic, mm-hmm. or um, if you okay, make so, light of a very serious subject, all right. If so, you if you are a Holocaust well, denier, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you people. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what am I supposed to like? What What do you say when you meet a Jew? Like. I, I don't. <laughs> what do you say when I, you meet I a Jewish person who's like having walked was in the through Holocaust. the Holocaust Museum has made me like say I would, I would like, I would, I would die on a hill saying that you are a piece of shit if you're a Holocaust denier, denier, because like once you've been there and you've seen that place, you just it, it gives you a new appreciation. Like it's hard to like appreciate it. Oh yeah, there's no place. way I would. There's no way I could get through that museum without crying. And so it feels like when if you if you are a denier, you should go to those kind of things. Go look at it. Don't don't listen to one person. Mm-hmm. Go look at the evidence because it. I, I I don't know. I don't know how to tell you you're wrong respectively, and be respectful about it. But you're wrong. Yeah, there's no respect about it. Like okay, you're so. okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's a whole tangent. I don't want to get down. Okay, <laughs> we're trying to stay on topic here. It's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, if you say something blatantly, if you're denying a yeah, if you deny a, the Holocaust, if you're blatantly racist, yeah. 
Yeah, I could. Yeah, and you're a public fig- figure. Yeah, you can be canceled, um, or you can't. Like it just depends. Like Mel Gibson was canceled for a little while, but he kind of rallied back. Uh, he's definitely not as big as he was. No, he's, but that was going to happen. He's in, not doing way. the best movies anymore. Right. Um, I guess he's producing and directing some stuff. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this time. Yeah. I, I still like Braveheart. Yeah, everybody still likes Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart's a good movie. So, I don't I, I, Just the cancel culture and the privacy aspect of this is kind of like very, they kind of go hand in hand. And it kind of becomes a thing where, like, I feel like we all have to walk a very, like, tight tight rope on this. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, there was very extreme behavior. And whereas you want to, like, kind of mute it mm-hmm. because you think if you mute it, it will go away. Mm-hmm. I think that if you mute it, it doesn't go away. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna go away. But if you, if you let it be said, then at least I know who not to listen to. Yeah, you know who the asshole is. Right. Does that make sense though? Does sure. It, does that make sense about like when you try to mute things, they just go into an underground where it still exists. Yeah. But if you let it out there, where you know that like, yeah, this don't listen to this person because he's an obvious racist. It can that person can actually mm. probably be died out a lot easier. Okay. Yeah, I see your point. Um, and if we're going with freedom of speech means freedom of speech for everyone and everything, mm-hmm. then if someone goes up to somebody else, if some idiot white guy goes up to a black person, and okay. yeah, I'm about to say something that you have said before. Okay. And I. <laughs> Like, yeah, if we're going this route, if we're if we're doing, like, 100, 100% free speech mm-hmm. and some asshole says a racial slur to someone else, like, blatantly calls them to their face and they get, and they get knocked out. They, yeah, they get knocked the fuck out. That was their fault. Right. They don't get to sue that person. Okay, so part of it, be, there's a quote. Your freedom of speech ends where my nose begins. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. So your freedom of speech ends where it becomes violent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So your freedom of speech ended at that slur. Yeah. Or right before that slur. Because mm-hmm. after that slur, it became violent. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, there, there is limits, and I think our government and our, our like judicial system, especially if it worked correctly, would see that. Our cops would see that. Um, they would be like, "Yeah, you just got punched out. You, you got knocked out because you were dumb." Right. Um, and this guy's not, you know. But we live in a a press charges kind of world, you know. So. Yeah, we live in a police state, essentially. Yeah, that's... Oh, we need to do an episode on that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so where we were kind of at at one point was, like, post-9-11. Right. So post-9-11, we're 
Yeah, you were going to make a point about that. Yeah. Post 9-11, I was very, very, very much like, hey, you know what? If they need to listen to my phone calls, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid and my parents were saying that, I was like, sure, whatever. It's not like I, yeah, it's not like I have anything to hide. But you remember them saying that. Yes. I have nothing to hide. If this stops another terrorist attack, they can listen right. to every Do phone whatever. call. Do whatever. Yeah. yeah. We Put were a s- microchip in my head. Right. We didn't care. Mm-hmm. But now, 20 years later, after being in a war for 20 years, that proved to be kind of bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you still, would you still feel that way? No. Or do you feel like, wow, this went way overboard. Mm-hmm. They took our freedoms and they didn't give them back to us. Yeah. And no, I don't, even though I have nothing to hide, and that was my theory at the time, I have nothing to hide, so you don't have to listen to it. Now, being older and being different, I'm like, it doesn't matter if I have anything to hide or not. You don't get to listen to it. Right. You know, because this is my right, and you've taken all of my other rights. Yeah. So the freedom of speech yeah, I mean, um, it's a it's a hard thing. Like privacy, freedom of speech, it's it it is a hard thing. And as I've gotten, I don't I don't know where I am on a political spectrum to understand this, but I feel like we don't have enough of this right. And I feel like it's almost like if we get this right back, we have to deal with the good and the bad of it. Freedom of speech. Right. Or freedom of, freedom of privacy. Pre- freedom for privacy and speech are kind of the same like deal. You, you have to allow people to say dumb things that you don't agree with. Okay. Like, I can see you're so hesitant about this. Yeah, I'm... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it would... If if making hate speech illegal, I don't know if that would backfire. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would make things worse. I don't know if that would cause more hate crimes. I don't know. Right. But. Like, you hate to have that the, there, there, there is this spot in the world that there is speech that you don't agree with. Like, there are things that you don't agree with. But there's a part of me that says, even though I don't agree with it like 100%, I have to agree with your right to say it. Because if I don't agree with your right to say it, at some other point, I might say something and it gets taken away from me. You understand what I'm saying? Like if you say something stupid? No, like... Oh, you, you're talking about it like escalating. Escalating. Like, okay. All right, so... Uh, so you think it's a slippery slope? I think it is a very slippery, slippery slope. Like you can't say that the other side can't can't say the things that you don't like because when you start saying the things they don't like, you just cancel each other out. Okay. And we yeah, that's fair. Um, I can see how. Yeah, like once you open up to to open that up to saying yeah, we're going to make this type of speech illegal. It does like. It makes it it may make it easier to make other types of speech illegal. Sure. That you agree with, like, you know. And then talking against the government is just completely illegal and no one can ever say anything bad about the government ever. Yeah, and we're in 1984. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, 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 so let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. We've had the timer. Yep. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about these kind of podcasts where we get a little more political and a little more, 
Um, I think like we've we've talked about this before. Like I'm fine with going political. I'm not fine. I'm not comfortable talking about race. race. Yeah, that's and kind talking of about racial situations. And yeah, I don't. I think we are two very white people who don't have enough information. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We've never lived in that environment. So yeah, we, we don't, don't know. We don't have the background to be intelligent. Speaking of it, right? And, and there, yeah. If you're like, if you're gonna, if you want to talk about about race relations and issues, talk to someone who's lived it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can find that. There's yeah. plenty of podcasts. Yeah. Yes, I, and I should have a list of podcasts where you can. Um, talk about that, but just like where you can listen to that, we we've um, we've tried to do this thing where where we're trying to like bounce between something kind of light and something kind of like more serious, yeah, kind of weekly, yeah. And um, I don't know, I, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it it works for us? I think I don't think we have to go back and forth. Okay. I don't think we have to do serious one week and then lighthearted the next week. I think we can do lighthearted. I think we can we can skip around. Okay. We can do a couple lighthearted things. We can do, um, like I don't know. Next week. I mean, next week we could talk about um, mental health. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I think that would be interesting. I don't. It would be a little heavy. <clears throat> but it's not like it's not the heaviest topic in the world. So, or and we can talk about something fun. Next week we start squirrel season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting season is like right around the corner and right. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, you have to and you have to make some sacrifices. I do. I'm going to have to we're going to have to like rewrite schedules and yeah. things are going to get a little rough. If we're going to yeah, if we're going to keep this weekly. Yeah. During hunting season. We're going to definitely have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, come in after 12-hour shifts and suck it up, drink a Red Bull. You had a Red Bull? I had a Red Bull. First Red Bull. <laughs> Red Never Bull. had a Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get uh, – we'll, we'll put some stuff out. Uh, okay, so let's wrap this up. Um, I feel like uh, overall the message should be on this one. We should respect people's privacy. Yes. When you put stuff on the internet or send it in message or send it in in digital form, it will always be out there. Yeah. Don't so, be stupid. So do not expect it not to be on there. Right. Um, and the government is overreaching. Yeah. Government kind of sucks right now. Yeah. Government overturned Roe v. Wade and Clarice Thomas is a gigantic dick. Yeah. And it's kind of overreaching into our our personal lives. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, we need some privacy. We need the uh, government to back off. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're not doing a really good job, so maybe let us try for a while. (laughs) Whatever that means. Yeah, you have sucked for a while, so why don't you let us just do our own thing and see what happens. Yeah, go out and vote. Oh, that's coming up. Yes, election season is coming up very soon. Oh, man, man. Have you been looking at any candidates? No. Ah. Because I have not made time. Okay. All right. So we can talk about that. All right. New sign-off? Yes. What was it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen to our podcast. Listen to our podcast. Listen to each other. And be kind to each other. Yes. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>